Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to Possum University. Welcome back. As in, it's been a little while. Yes, it has. Yeah. We've been pretty busy. Busy is not the word. No. So we had a, another transport to South Carolina. We did not adopt a dog this time. <laughs> we are still only at three dogs. No. And it's going to stay there. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of preparation right now for the SPCA dog walk. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, my favorite event of the year. It just so happens that it always falls on my birthday, which is even better. Um, this event is amazing. It's kind of like a play off of Relay for Life um, in terms of the way that it's worked. Um, you basically build up a team and you um, get that team to start promoting to friends and family and trying to get them to donate a certain amount of money to your team. And whichever team at the end of the walk, um, you know, wins wins the title. But the best thing about it, which would, I would really love, is to have um, the team that wins gets to have their dog as the logo next year's dog walk. Um, so this same team wins every year and, and their their dog's picture is every year. And I'm, I'm a little jealous. Because we're broke. That's basically <laughs> it. Um, we need rich friends. Yeah. So that's that's taking up a lot of time. We're getting flyers ready and uh, trying oh, to well, get... Well, I left out the most important part. So you, the whole the whole point is to raise money for the SPCA, but they do a lot of other things while while we're there. Um, there's a lot of vendors, which is what we're doing. We're going to be setting up a table and we're going to be, you know, um, posting about both businesses and really, you know, talking to people that are coming. Um, but it's so much fun. Tons of vendors. Um a lot of food trucks, um, just so many different contests going on. I think one year they did, um, they had like a reverend there marrying dogs yeah, together. Yeah. And the, the sheriff's office comes out and does demos with their canines. Yeah. I think last year there was a pig on a harness. It was great. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. A lot so if, uh, if you live in the area and even if you don't, you want to make the trip, um, it is April 27th and it's going to be at Brookdale Community College. Um, I think it starts at 10. Yes. 10 or 11. But um, it's a great day. It's a great cause. There's tons of dogs. And there are dogs to be adopted as well. So if you are interested, come on over. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're, we're, having, we're getting flyers ready for our table. We're just trying to have a decent presentation this year. Aside from that, we have a lot of day-to-day operations going on between Possum Walks and Possum University. Uh, that kind of keeps us busy. And then I still have my full-time job. Uh, or possum is not my full-time job <laughs> for I'm anyone not. that didn't know that <laughs> yeah. um so and uh we're also still getting our house in order that we moved into july of last year it's taking a little while yes it is we finally got some more Stressing stuff me out <laughs> we're getting there yes you, maybe you want to make this announcement oakley yes my boy oh, my pride and joy my little boy was certified as a therapy dog by the Monmouth County SPCA about three weeks ago, and it is my shining glory. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy for him. And he knew the entire time he was being tested that it was a test, and he was so excited. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, to be certified as a therapy dog, you have to go through a program. There's a bunch of different companies. Um, some private trainers do it on their own. Some company training uh, does it, and they offer programs and stuff like that. I went with the SPCA, good friends of ours, um, our favorite organization, and we love what they do. And it's it's very organized. Um, there's a couple different um, niches where we like to specifically volunteer at. And um, 
worked with our our very good friend Kathy Miles over at the SPCA um, on Oakley's therapy training, what he can't do, what he can do, what's going to be expected of him. And um, she let me know that Oakley is so awesome that if he did fail, it was my fault. Mm. <laughs> and I, I was like, that. well, okay, thank you. No pressure from, from the dog trainer. <laughs> Um, so basically, um, they, they figure out a day and they have a bunch of kids come oh. that, um, sh- Pudge, no, Pudge is growling at the microphone. We're on air. Mm. Mommy can't give you attention right now, but you can look at me fondly and you can give me kisses. Thank you. Um, so they get a bunch of kids together <sighs> and they come and, um, basically <sighs> Oakley, sh- Pudge. <laughs> Oakley needed to uh, perform a series of tasks and uh, kind of get through some obstacles um, while the kids were there. Um, they had to pretend like there was a fire drill and they were running around or that they were just kind of, you know, running and skipping through the halls. Two brothers had to pretend like they were fighting and stomping and screaming. And, you know, all through that, Oakley needs to keep his cool and kind of just, you know, roll with the punches and not show any aggression or anything like that. Um, at one point we have to get pushed from behind and he needs to show that he's not going to show any aggression towards me. They have to drop treats and food on the floor and, uh, Oakley has to leave it and not go near it. Um, if an older person in the hospital drops their lunch, which had, has their pill in it, Oakley really can't go for that because that could get him really sick. And a bunch of other things like no jumping, barking, or, you know, being scared of loud noises and stuff. And he was he passed with flying colors. I couldn't even believe it. It's like he every single time he did something right, he looked back at me and John and there was just a smile on his yeah, face. Just, did I do it right, Dad? Oh, my God. Did he I was do good? so excited. And even Kathy Miles couldn't believe how, how funny he was throughout the entire thing. He's great with the kids. Um, his biggest thing was not giving paw from the second we adopted Oakley and from the second that our, our best friend Ken transported him up from the south. He said the, the one thing this dog likes to do is give paw. It's almost like a reflex. He sits down and he just gives paw, which when you're a therapy dog, you can't do because, you know, if it's a kid and you accidentally scratch them, if they're scared, that's a no-no. And then obviously an older person, as they get older, you know, if they get scratched, uh, they bleed very easily. Um, So he can't be doing that as well. So that was his biggest issue that we needed to work on. And let me tell you, it was hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That one simple thing, it sounds so simple, but it really wasn't for him. And, uh, but he did it. He so totally did it, and um, it's also my job as um, his handler and his, as his as his trainer and mother to know when he's going to do it. I can get involved. I can, you know, I can get in the way of that. If, if he's sitting and he's about to give paw, I can I can crouch down on my knees and I can pet his chest or or catch his paw. Um, I can do a bunch of different things to make sure that that doesn't happen. So um, I'm just so glad that we passed and that you know uh, this past week we had our first session. We went to Seacrest Rehabilitation in. Eaton Town, and it was just such a humbling experience. Um, these people are working their butts off to get better for themselves and for their family and their own pets that are at home. Um, and it was just so Patelina, shush. It was just so amazing to watch Oakley go into this place he's never been before with a wagging tail and a happy face ready to meet these people. Anytime he saw somebody new that he hadn't said hi to yet, he just turned around and ran over to them saying, oh, I didn't meet you yet. Let me meet you. And the smiles these people and the employees there had from these dogs coming, there was about six other dogs there and it was just it was just awesome. I mean, you could see that the people there just, they didn't know what to do with themselves. They were so excited. And you saw what a difference it makes. You know, they're away from their their friends and their family and their homes. 
and their pets for, you know, sometimes past 90 days. So they don't have that affection. They don't have that little relief um, in the midst of trying to make themselves a better person and, and working so hard. You need that break. You need that emotional, that emotional break. And um, the dogs going there this past Tuesday was, you could see, it, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm sure they really missed their dogs at home too. I was actually speaking to one kid and he was almost in tears talking to me about his his little pit puppy at home and uh, how much he missed her. And that brought tears to my eyes because he's doing this for her. And that's that's the main reason why he's pushing so hard. So I'm I'm just so honored that we were able to do that. And you have your, your next... I guess event tomorrow or is next therapy visit? Yes, next therapy visit will be tomorrow. Um our um good friend Barbara from Best PCA will be doing a presentation um in Red Bank to I think 130 people. So there's going to be a bunch of dogs there and we are one of them and I'm really excited. It's going to be a big event. What else? Let's see. We met a new friend, Dwight. Oh god. And Neo. And Neo. That was pretty cool. What a weird coincidence. Yeah. Do you want to tell that? Yeah. Things happen for a reason, I guess. Um, I was scrolling through Facebook and the town that we moved to uh, back in July has, like a lot of towns do, has its own Facebook page. And we saw somebody post up a GoFundMe. And uh, he was saying that he's a retired veteran uh, and his emotional support animal, which is Neo. What breed is he? He's a Shih Tzu. He's a Shih Tzu. You never remember that breed. I don't. That's true. Um, he's a Shih Tzu, and um, Dwight, the the uh, the owner, was saying that it looked like Neo was would not look like he was very clearly losing weight over the last few weeks. He didn't know why, and then he started noticing that Neo was passing blood in his stool. Um, he's on a very fixed income. He's living basically paycheck to paycheck, and uh, he needed to get back care for Neo. He doesn't have a means of traveling. He doesn't drive. He doesn't have any family that lives over here. So I reached out to him and I said, you know, Dwight, we'd love to help you. Um, you've served our country. As anyone that knows us knows that we love our veterans. So um, we linked up with Dwight. We got Neo an appointment with uh, Dr. Mammon at the Monmouth County SPCA. The best. The best. And uh, we got Neo in. We drove him over. And thankfully... He was losing weight, but thankfully, it turns out he just had hookworms. Um, <laughs> Which was, was literally the best case scenario, but yeah. we really didn't think that's what it was going to be. We were all very concerned. It's just an, an intestinal worm that uh, can cause them to start to lose weight. It can cause a little bit of blood in the stool, especially if it's giving them diarrhea and they're pushing, which is what was happening with him. And he was having an issue with getting switched to a different food. We switched him back to the good food. So he's already putting weight back on. I just saw Dwight the other day when I was coming home from work. And, and he got a haircut. Yeah, and and he, he knew it. He knew he looked good. Oh, he was yeah. like wiggling his butt all over the place. And yep. So he's doing great. Yep. And we got a new friend. Oh, God. I love Dwight. I mean, like you said, things happen for a reason. And, you know, if this didn't happen and he didn't make that post on the Keyport um, Facebook page, we would have never met him. And he's literally like two blocks away from us. Mm -hmm. He's right there by the waterfront. And we are so glad um, that we know him and he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. And I truly believe that this was meant to happen for us to meet him and, and have that lifelong friend. So hopefully we'll get on some walks this summer and spring and uh, get down to the waterfront with the dogs. Absolutely. Maybe Pudgelina will be nice to him this time. She met him in the car and she was not happy. Mm. <laughs>
She can be a little brat when she meets uh, dogs in the beginning because she's a little inferior and that comes with being a hoarding dog and not knowing how to be socialized. Uh, she stares us down from the couch. Yes. She's literally staring into our souls. Um, <laughs> she right. only wants attention when we're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> so that covers that section. We've been very busy. So uh, we apologize for our absence. Yeah. Our goal was to try and release at least one a week and obviously... Uh, we're fools. <laughs> so we're going to get back on. Imagine and... when babies come along. No, forget it. That'll be the end of this podcast. <laughs> Don't say that. That'll be the end of me. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> All right. So what's new at Paulson? Everything. I, obviously, I've spent probably a collective like 13 hours designing oh. um, new hoodies, new t-shirts, men's and women's cuts and then collecting everybody's order we reached out to see who wanted to order them um and it took a very long time to create a spreadsheet yes to make sure that everybody's stuff gets ordered and then we plug it all into the the manufacturer's website who we're ordering from and uh our jaws dropped so then it took even longer and we had to collect money from some people to be able to put the order in but the order is in it's supposed to be delivered on april 22nd it's currently april 11th so hopefully they're producing them. I hope so. And they better be of superior quality. I really hope or so. I will be angry. I'll just call my mom to tell them to call. Yes. My, Your my mother. Mom, my mom has a way of, of getting people to do what she wants over the phone. Sure. It's a talent. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, we'll get my grandmother involved. It's the queens in her. So we're also doing a trial run of flat brim hats for anybody that likes snapbacks. Oh my God, they're so cool. Yeah, we ordered six of them. They sent five and said the sixth one was on back order, whatever so that means. So weird. So we have five of them. I'm obviously taking one. You're taking <laughs> yes, one. Yes, So we have three. Um, and if anybody's interested. Well, I know we'll... Nikki likes to wear hats. Okay. So I think Miranda likes to wear hats too. See? All right. Well, we'll find out. Maybe we only have one for sale. I'm not <laughs> sure. But we'll post a picture up on Instagram. And uh, if you're interested, let us know. Yeah. Want to talk about our group hike? Yes. I'm very excited about this. Um since starting uh, Possum Walks and Possum University, I've always wanted to do group activities. Um, not having our own brick and mortar, that does make it a little bit more difficult because our clients are all over Monmouth County and sometimes past that. I have a couple in Brick and, and Tom's River and stuff like that and some that's, you know, north. So, you know, um, not having a, a meeting place is kind of rough. So um, we have been thinking about this for a while and, you know, just getting so excited about the new weather. Um, I... You know, I created a um, Possum University Facebook group for my clients and close friends that, you know, we we can all chat in there and discuss different things and, you know, um, articles and just, you know, what how to's and stuff like that. And um, in doing that, we discussed doing a Possum University. It's our first annual hike. And we're going to be going to Manasquan Reservoir and Manasquan Reservoir. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Butchered that one. <laughs> In uh, Howell, and we are going to uh, – we picked that place. If you've ever been to the Manasquan, uh, you should if you haven't. Um, but if you've been there, you know that the trails are much wider. Um, they're pretty much as wide as a two-lane street, um, which is great for dogs because hikes that have smaller trails that are closer together, you're actually risking more of an issue. You're risking uh, a reactive dog to react badly um, because another dog or a stranger is way too close to them. At the Manasquan Reservoir um, – you don't have that. You have so much distance. You have so much prep time. You can see uh, the, the dog that's coming towards you from a mile away. Um, and not to mention, it's beautiful there. Um, mm -hmm. Is it a lake? What is it? 
Uh, yeah, I, it's a, re- a reservoir. I really but, don't want to <laughs> butcher put that it on record. Because <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm I, not really sure. The body of water that you're going to be walking around is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's just, it's just such a nice area, and it's it's um it's so well kept, and they do a very good job of keeping it clean and just keeping everybody safe. Um, if you do go there, please don't get lost because my mother did. <laughs> Um, and an, on blast and right another now. client of mine, uh, Marielle, I'm giving you a little shout out. She told me her mother got lost there what with her. With I don't know. <laughs> now her mom re- refuses to go back <laughs> because of it. But my mother got lost with her best friend, Josephine, and they got lost and my dad had to find them. It took about two hours, I think. And it was, it was dark. So that was pretty scary, but we will not let that happen because it's going to be 11 o'clock on uh, May 19th. Um, I told all my clients, you know, this is an open event. Everybody can come. It doesn't matter if your dog's reactive. Um, I gave them the date um, about, what, maybe a month and a half. So it's really time mm-hmm. to practice with your dogs on their reactivity now that it's getting nice out. So you can you can partake in these great things. Your dog may not be dog friendly or, you know... Uh, they may be dog reactive on leash and they bark and they carry on, but that's not to say it's always going to be that way. You have to work on it. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to do it is to practice, practice, practice. Again, I've said this so many times, especially on this podcast, your dog is not going to wake up one day and not act that way. They're not going to say, oh, let me not be uh, obnoxious on leash today. They're, it's just not going to happen. These are emotions that they cannot change unless you help them change the behavior. So uh, the more you work on it, the better they are going to get. And I highly, highly suggest going to a park, someplace where there's strangers that you don't see all the time and and keep them at a safe a safe distance. Do not bring them right up on strangers or dogs. That's not how it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. Go about 100 yards away. And if your dog can sit, and look at you and not fixate on that thing that scares them or, you know, gets them all riled up, you're doing a good job. And the second they can calm down and look at you and relax, move a foot closer and keep doing it. Bring lots of yummy treats. Um, I always have turkey, cheese, um, anything on me that is going to keep these dogs enticed. And it should be something that they don't get that often. So they're really going to work for it and really want to focus on it. Um, but the hike itself is supposed to be a really nice, fun um, event to, you know, start off the summer and to really just as a group have a good time and, and hopefully have our dogs meet um, in a respectful, safe way where no one's going to get hurt. And if there is something going on, I can step in and say, hey, you know, if this doesn't look so good, let's back it up. We're not ready yet. Um, and that maybe we can make some friendships um, and some dogs can, can get a little training in and maybe um, really push their training forward. Did you know the reservoir has a 4 billion gallon capacity and a maximum depth of 40 feet? Are you kidding? Yeah. So it well, says that's it, really far down. I wasn't expecting that. It says on Wikipedia. Huh. Everything's true on Wikipedia. Oh, God. It can supply up <laughs> to 30 million U.S. gallons of water per day. Interesting. And then they say here again a second time that it has a maximum depth of 40 feet. So they really mean it. It's fresh water, right? Duh. Yeah. No, it's, it's supplied for drinking water. Interesting. Yeah. It's man-made. Very cool. Mm. Well, if you are in the area and you would like to join us, let us know. Lost my notes. I'll go back to them. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but Opal is on the couch snoring. (laughs) She's finally getting good sleep. Yes. Yeah. Probably because she doesn't have to poop every 30 minutes. 
you want to talk a little bit about that? Please. We've been dealing with that as well. Mm. Um, so our poor Opal, we didn't know what was wrong. Coming from a trainer, we were doing everything that we needed to do when it came to potty training. She was doing really good in the house, really like maybe one accident a day, sometimes none. But every time John and I would leave the house and we would put her in her crate, she would poop and then smash it everywhere. 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 No, like, I don't... Uh, like, to the wall. Like, through the crate, several feet. Stuck to the door would, next to it. It would stick to the wall like like spaghetti that was done cooking. We found some nuggets in uh, Oakley's crate, which is a good foot away from her. Yeah. Through the bars. Pretty impressive. Mm. Um, a lot of frustration later, I said, you know... There has to be something else wrong. Has to be. Because she's a good girl. And I'm sure she's really sick of getting bathed over and over and over again. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, she did not smell good. No, it was the really, really bad smell. It was poop. it was rank. I knew I, something had to be wrong. There was no way. Um, you know, every single time she'd go to the bathroom, I would check it to look for worms. Nothing was there. And sorry if anybody gets grossed out about this stuff. This doesn't really bother me. But I just want to put that out there. Um Every single time that she would go, I would check it to make sure I, I saw nothing. But, you know, we brought her to Dr. Mammon and our favorite vet tech, Danielle Rulo, over at the SPCA and got her tested. And lo and behold, what does she have, John? She has Giardia antigens. Which, which is? Which means that she, at some point in her life, her short three months short, of existence, short life. <laughs> she's been in contact with Giardia, um, which is a gastrointestinal Parasite? Sort yes, of? it's a single cell parasite, I believe. Yeah, it's microscopic. I believe it because I and didn't see anything. It causes diarrheal illness. That's disgusting. Yes. Um, so we were told it was just antigens, so she's not contagious. It doesn't necessarily mean that she's even showing symptoms of it, but. Just that she's been in contact with it right. in so, her life. So we went ahead and started her on medication for it. It's uh, it's pills that are twice a day, once every twelve hours, and then she gets a powder, Panicure, Panicure, which is almost like a deworming agent that goes gets mixed in with her food. She gets that once every twenty four hours, so we give it to her with dinner, and, and she's a beast, so she doesn't care. Yeah. So now we're are we done with the Panicure? No, I think she has one more tonight. She has one more Panicure. Tonight. But anyway, on a positive note, because. Even Dr. Mammon said, you know, just because it's the the antigens, we're not sure if this is the exact reason why she's still going to the bathroom in the crate. So I was really, really praying that this was the reason why. And today, I had left at 9 o'clock. I had a doctor's appointment and I had a bunch of trainings. And John was working till 4. And yeah, so I left about 9, 9.15. And John didn't get home until 4 o'clock. And she had a spotless crate. Spotless. No pee, no poop, nothing. Incredible. Incredible. I was ready to put in work. <laughs> you were expecting there to be a mess, and there wasn't. And um, when he texted me, I did my happy dance because that's amazing. Amazing. That a four-month-old puppy could last seven hours? Six, seven hours? Seven. It's a long time. Seven. Not even any pee. Amazing. Oakley was as happy as a clam. Because <laughs> it didn't smell anymore in yeah. his room. He was probably so happy. Poor thing. <laughs> He puts up with a lot with her, but um, for those of you following us on social media, yes, Oakley loves his little sister, and she loves him right back. Um, they play all the time, even when I don't want them to. 
Pudge is absolutely coming around with Opal. I find her trying to initiate play um, at least twice a day. Um, It's usually on the couch, I think, because she knows that Opal can't get around because she's blind. She's smiling at me right now. (laughs) She's literally sitting in my lap smiling at her father. Like, yes, that's me. This is Pudge we're talking about. Yes. Um, Evil. So I think when Opal's on the couch, she knows that she can't jump down and she's very limited in her in her walking because she's not sure of where she is. Um, so Pudge likes to take that to her advantage and only play with her there and outside because on the couch, Pudge knows where she's going. She goes up on her little perch where you rest your back and she's running all over the place and she's in her face and she's barking at her and she's getting excited and she's play balling. And um and outside too, they run in circles. They have the zoomies together, and Pudge is super vocal. And I'm sure our neighbors think that someone's getting hurt, but they're not. They're just playing. Um, again, Pudge being a hoarding dog, she does not know social cues, what's acceptable, what is not. Mm. Um, Although so. our neighbors always say they never hear any barking. Yeah. So weird. They might be deaf. It's possible. Mm. We do uh, love them though. Yeah. They gave us a piano. They did. Peggy and Rich are next door neighbors. They're amazing. Um, John has been wanting a piano for years. Yeah. Well, and I, I started playing the keyboard. Yes. But it's not the same. It's not. Anybody that plays the piano knows it's not the same. No. So they gave us this. It, it's Baldwin. And it's a Baldwin Acrosonic. It's made in the 60s. Um, and it's just beautiful piece of furniture aside from the fact that it's a piano yes um so we're having someone come on monday to tune it well tell them how you redid it yeah well we, i didn't really strip it down but I, I basically repainted it white and then jamie's gonna do some teal hand painting absolutely and what uh, i love the most about the piano not that it, it brings you joy but that the dogs love it mm-hmm. i find that mm-hmm. opal being blind will sit there on the couch, be asleep, and wake up to listen to her dad playing. And her head just tilts back and forth, and she thoroughly enjoys it. Um, Oakley stays asleep. And then Pudge will jump up on the chair with John while he plays and just looks up at him like, this is beautiful. <laughs> it's not even tuned yet. <laughs> it's sort of like a, a, a circus version of no, everything. No, right? it's not that bad. Don't listen to him, guys. Um, all right, so we were talked about Opal's mystery poop. So I think that that's a pretty good lead into helping out our friend Sandy, who just brought in, how old is this puppy? Eight weeks? Probably, mm-hmm. so like 10 weeks now, yes. nine weeks? Uh, a nine, 10 week old puppy named Finny, and Finny's having some issues in her crate. So we want to talk a little bit about uh, potty training a puppy as little as Benny, who doesn't even, maybe eight pounds, not even 10 Little pounds. is not even the word to use. This dog is microscopic. <laughs> this dog is so tiny. And we're going to explain to you why her size is the reason why she's having trouble potty training. Absolutely. And uh, what Sandy needs to do and has already started to do. I haven't checked in with her to see if it's working yet, but it should work. Um, it's always worked in the past for us. But uh, so if you want to, <laughs> sorry to budge. If you want to get into it and uh, just explain the issue that she's having. Um, So our dear friend Sandy um, has Vinny and she is so, so tiny. Um, People make this mistake a lot. I have a lot of clients that will contact me and the main issue that they're having with their puppy is potty training. And my first question is, are you using a crate? And some say no, some say yes. Um, and then, you know, if they do say yes, I'll come and I'll see the crate and the crate is ginormous, ginormous. It is like half the size of the room and 
in theory, dogs need a crate that is just big enough for them to turn around. It is the length of their body minus the tail, I believe. That's the terminology that most trainers use. I like to see it. I like to see the dog being able to move around in it. You can buy a bigger crate. There are a lot of crates that come with with dividers um, that you can put in to move around with the dog's size and age. As the dog gets bigger, you can move the divider back so they have more space. If they have too much space, they will go to the other side of the crate, go to the bathroom, and then walk back to the other side. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't care. I mean, yeah, they can smell it, but that's not a big deal for them. They just don't, for the most part, don't want to be in it. Some dogs don't care, a.k.a. Opal. But most dogs... She couldn't help it. She was sick. You're right. You're right. Um, Antigens, okay? (laughs) Most dogs do not want to sit in their pee or poop. So they will, if the crate is big enough, go to the side and then go to the other side to lay down and go back to sleep. Um, if your crate is too big, that is going to be the issue that you most likely deal with. Um, for Sandy, we basically told her to get a smaller crate. That's very hard because this puppy is so small, Mm -hmm. but again, getting, getting, I think the crate is called, uh, life stages crate. So you have that divider that is going to help you big time. Um, really, you know, figuring out if, if, if it's mostly just pee or it's mostly just poop or just both. Um, and also with puppies, it's hard because most times, nine times out of 10, um, the dog has been taken away from mom and siblings way too young. Um, so separation anxiety is definitely something that most people are dealing with and they don't really realize what's going on. They just think they might have a bad puppy, but in reality, these are emotions that dogs cannot work through without you. And, um, like I said earlier, the, the, the behavior will not change until we help them change it. Um, So a dog that is experiencing separation anxiety in the crate, there are so many things that you can do. We like to leave music on or the radio for our dogs. I think that it helps drown out the noise, everything, the trucks, the people coming by, um, other dogs barking. Um, It's basically white noise to keep them asleep or just keep them, you know, unaware of what's going on around them. Sometimes we put the music on and Oakley doesn't even know I'm home until I open up the door to his room where he is and he gets so excited. Um, But the music definitely helps. you can do, you know, relaxing. You can do, um, we do jazz sometimes. We do Elvis Duran replay channel. That's our favorite. Um, huge shout out to Elvis. We love you. Um, Pudgeline, shush. Mommy's doing a podcast. You gotta wait. Um, so that is, that is a huge step that you can make for your dog. Um, Obviously, you know how I feel about enrichment. If you've listened to our, our um, earlier episodes, I'm I'm huge on enrichment. I think it it distracts, it it um, tires them out. It it really just gives them something to do when they're in there and they're working through that anxiety. They're focused on something else, and that just um, teaches them um, how to be okay without mom and dad or you know siblings or what have you. Um, so that is definitely another thing that Sandy can try out. And anybody else that's struggling with a puppy right now, I actually um, just got a new puppy client uh, yesterday and um, they are severely struggling. They live in an apartment complex and the, the car- apartment complex is dog friendly. So they have, you know, it's really wrapped around having dogs, which is so great. Um, I love complexes like that. And uh, they have this nine-week-old wine moraner and he is so cute. His name is Ash. He's a sweetheart with his blue eyes. And... Um, he gets a little separation anxiety. Mom was having a really, really hard time um, anxiety-wise. She felt awful leaving him. She actually took off the week 
the, this week for work um, to be with the puppy, which I think is is really, really great that she's so devoted to this dog. She didn't just get a dog and say, oh, okay, well, I guess he's just going to sit home while I'm at work and just deal with it. She wanted to get him acclimated before she went back to work, which I think is just so great. But she was having a hard time. She was she was getting in her own head and getting very nervous and getting discouraged. And um, I talked her off the ledge. Um, Ash is doing much better. We got him some marrow bones. We got him um, some Kongs that she can fill with enrichment. And um, she's going to be putting on the the music when she leaves now. And she can already see a difference in um, in just yesterday. Um, so and we also have Miranda walking him um, at nine o'clock in the morning. So that's great too. And we're doing all great things for this puppy. But shout out Possum Walk. <laughs> um, shout out to Miranda because she's she's a real MVP. Um, so yeah, there's so many different things that you can do with puppies to help them when it comes to crate training and just being in a crate in general. Because Ash isn't peeing in the crate. He's an angel when it comes to that. He's just so upset that he looked in on the baby cam with him today. She left him for about 45 minutes and he was howling. And apparently her downstairs neighbor is not happy about that. But you know what? Tough. It happens. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have to feel bad about that. She can apologize and that's all she can do and say, listen, we're trying to work with him. I'm doing everything I can. We are only human and they are only puppies. We can only do what we can do. And there is always tomorrow. That's beautiful. Thank you. I was feeling really inspirational. I'm really inspired. I'm going to go adopt another dog. No, you're not. You can find yourself outside. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's do it. I'm hungry. I'm starving. Anyway, so we hope that... um, any of the events that we talked about today, the dog walk, our Possum University first annual hike is something that may have sparked your interest. Um, please reach out to us on sh- social media and give us um, a little shout out if you're if you're interested and you're looking for more information. And where can they find us, John? At Possum, P-A-W-S-O-M-E, University, just like the title of this podcast, on Instagram and on Facebook and at Possum Walks NJ on Instagram and Facebook. And then you could email us at Possum University. Oh. Shush, touch me. Okay. Then the wheels just fell off the whole <laughs> Possum University at gmail.com. You could email us, ask us any questions. If you want to attend any of the events, we can give you information to attend the SPCA dog walk. You do have to register your dog. I think it's ten dollars. Register your dog. They I get think it's a bandana. If you do it beforehand. Yeah, we'll do it as soon as possible. Yes. And that's that's the twenty seventh of April. Yes. Twenty nineteen, and then we have our pack walk that'll be at the Manasquan Reservoir for anybody. If you're listening to this podcast, you are invited. Absolutely. Um, that's going to be May nineteenth, twenty nineteen, at eleven a.m. Um, it's probably going to be a few hours, maybe two. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, it, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have themed t-shirts if you want to get them. Um, they're probably going to be about $13. I'm working on the price right now and I'm working on a design. They're going to be very specific to this event and hopefully it's going to be something we do every year. Coming up in the next episode. What is so funny? You spooked Pudge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she she looked so interested in what you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> what's coming up um the next it's not it's probably not gonna be the next episode i think the next podcast episode that we're gonna put out is gonna be another q a um that that we're gonna ask on facebook so if you have a question look out comment on the post or just reach out to us with your question and we'll throw it in there um but in the next couple episodes i want to cover something that we've been kind of diving into which is cbd oil for pets yes um we didn't want to say anything about this 
we've been kind of we've been using it with Oakley for almost four months. Yeah, now. A, a while now. It wasn't until that we saw that it actually worked with Oakley we were shocked. Um, Oakley was on he's on Fluoxetine, which is like doggy Prozac, and he's on Trazodone as a, for like acute instances. So his Prozac is every day; it's maintenance. And if we were leaving the house, we'd have to give him six Trazodone pills, which 50 is... 50 milligrams It's six each. 50 milligram each. It's the maximum dosage for his weight, which is 90 pounds. And any other dog, you give him two... They'd be on the size, floor. They're drooling. They're on the floor. You wouldn't even know that he got these. And that's for his separation anxiety. We started him on the CBD oil because uh, we found a, a company that seemed very, very trustworthy, very reputable... They were very transparent with everything that they do, um, and they weren't trying to sell us on it. They just wanted to educate us. So we listened. We gave it a shot. We switched him over to CBD. Well, we didn't switch him. We, we supplemented CBD into his diet, and we noticed he started to really just chill out. And it was only one little dropper. We'd put it in with his food or put it on a milk bone, and we thought, let's start to wean him off the trazodone. See how it goes. Yeah. So we started to wean him down, and he used to be on upwards of 10 trazodone pills a day if it was a day where we were crazy busy we had to leave early we weren't getting back till late we had to leave again later in the day the anxiety i felt from do you think that his six trazodone pills from this morning will last until yeah, we get home later doing, he's throwing a, a not a, he's throwing his deer antler around so you probably hear that in the background this is just a whole mess um <laughs> yeah we're doing we're doing math we're trying to figure out all right how long will this last how much did he eat we weaned him off trazodone entirely. He hasn't had a single trazodone pill in three months. Yeah. A single, tra- which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't even think about it anymore. I don't even think about his separation anxiety when I leave. So at that point, we were like, all right, maybe there's something to this stuff. Um, some of Then we started recommending it to some of our training clients who we were close with that that were willing to just try it out and see what happens. and Honestly, they were the ones that were asking us about it. They, right. I, I had a bunch of clients that reached out to me and said, do you know anything about this product? And at the time, I didn't. And I don't like talking about things I don't know about, so I did a lot of research and I did a lot of asking, um, a lot of questions that um, I didn't even... I asked questions and I got answers I didn't even know there were answers to. Um so it was a very, it's a very interesting topic. I know that a lot of people are skeptical or they don't believe in it. And um, I think it's worth talking about. I think, um, I think it's definitely worth the research and, and, and the try um, because it's, it's so, it's so much more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's cheap enough for it's, it's worth it. Yes. You have all these holistic treats out there that are like, they're infused with like lavender and um, what else in there? lemon eucalyptus i don't know eucalyptus gets you going <laughs> yeah. um but it, it's worth i think the average is like 40 dollars for a vial and it should last you about a month depending you on your dog size, size. Dog. yeah if you have it if you have an uh, oakley's 85 pounds it lasts him a month if you have something smaller it's gonna last you a lot longer mm-hmm. you almost double it yeah um uh, basically i'm i'm rambling on right now but we've seen the results at oakley that gave us the confidence to say for, to some of our more trusted clients, hey, why don't you give this a shot? Let's see what happens. And it's worked for them. So now now we're really intrigued. So we're going to try and bring someone in who's an expert in the field um, to kind of talk about it, educate us a little bit more, educate you guys a little bit more. So we're going to have a CBD-oriented um, episode coming up. And we also want to do a CBD giveaway with the person who we're coming, who's going to be speaking with us 
So stay tuned for that. And if you also have questions about CBD, please ask them before we do this episode so we can answer your questions. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's what you have to look forward to. Um, hopefully, we won't be putting that one out in five weeks like we put this one out in five weeks. So sorry about that. That won't be happening again. So get your questions for Q&A and um, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. And as always, class dismissed. <laughs>